This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, Jimmy Ott along with the smoking hot Jonathan <laughs> Von Tovel after a 3-0 week. Very nicely done. The under in the Thursday night game in San Francisco, Seattle, under 43 and a half. Easy cover. Well, not exactly conventional with Buffalo minus one and a half in the Vegas plus seven teaser, but that's okay. We got it home. That's why you tease it from seven and a half to one and a half because it fell right in the middle uh, at three, that long teaser. And then, you know, sharp play. Wasn't looking great. Doesn't matter. It's kind of like wrestling. No matter where you are in the middle of the game, matters all when you you win at the end. Jacksonville wins outright as a – and you got a very good line on that one, too, JVT. You beat the closing line. You had plus five when we did this recording last week. Congratulations. 23-19-3 on the season after a 3-0 and week. Yeah, it's always good to have weekends like that. I think it's always better to have weekends like that when you read the market correctly, too, right? Even that Raiders game, when we teased it early in the week, Raiders closed as about a two-and-a-half point favorite in that game. So right. teasing them up as a one-point underdog and then getting that to close as a two-and-a-half point favorite, read the market pretty well. So I always like weekends like that, right? Not just winning weekends, but we have a good feel for the market and ultimately everything comes uh, comes to fruition as you were hoping. So hopefully we can continue to do that. Yep. The, the, the Raiders fans in Vegas kind of kicking themselves after those brutal losses early in the season and just <laughs> against the Rams, uh, kind of asking what could have been. Oh, yeah. So I get to fill in every once in a while, Jimmy, on uh, Raider Nation Radio out here in Las Vegas. So we take calls and do all sorts of stuff. And, right. you know, it's it's streamed on the Raiders website. So it goes out to, like, pretty much everybody around the country if you want to listen to it. The phone calls are absolutely tremendous, but it's it, they are. Like, they, <laughs> like there are their, their poor record at one-score games really came back to bite them. If you take one, two of those, you're in a much better situation heading into these last three weeks of the season than you are right now. Uh, there's definitely a lot of feelings of missed opportunity. And I, I'd say this, too. You know, I know it's a sports betting podcast, but like big picture, it puts them in a really weird spot because Derek Carr's contract is set up for them to get out of it in this offseason if they really want to. But they brought in Devontae Adams to be with Derek Carr. So what do they want to do there? How do they rebuild this defense, which on the back end has been very poor? So, no, there's a lot of fans out here who are pretty upset. It's why I wore my really dirty Raiders cap today to celebrate a ridiculous (laughs) win uh, (laughs) over the Patriots. I could tell you this, um, it may have swept under the rug a really oh, I mean, flat-out pitiful performance in the second half by Carr. I mean, he was awful Yeah, in that, in that second half. Got bailed out at the end uh, and things like that. The call, you get a call, and then, of course, you get the craziest ending uh, in the history of the NFL. Let's get to it this weekend. The red-hot Cincinnati Bengals. Now, they were, they were gifted uh, a – basically room serviced uh, some opportunities in the second half. Up 17-3, the Buccaneers decide to fake a punt when Cincinnati was really struggling offensively. Well, that's not considered officially a turnover, but 
Turnover on downs, to me, is a turnover. Four more after that, five straight turnovers on five straight possessions by Tampa Bay. Don't give Joe Burrow extra chances. He's going to burn you every time. Now they go to New England, and these two teams, I mean, it's, it's night and day. What about Mac Jones? Mac Jones was about two and a half yards per attempt deep in the game yep. uh, last week uh, in Vegas. Cincinnati opened up four. It's at three and a half at New England. Yeah, I'll just I'm going to keep going this man. Like I, I bet this Bengals team to win the Super Bowl. Uh, I bet them each of the last few weeks. I'm just going to continue to ride this train, Jimmy, until it kind of goes off the rails. Uh, and we'll start with Cincinnati. Look, Joe Burrow played one of his poorer games in the last few weeks, and yet still throws for four touchdowns. They go in, they get that big second half, and they end up winning that game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, this team offensively is playing at, a, at an unreal level. And when you look at their matchup this weekend, and to me this is really where it boils down to, this New England secondary is not very good. We have seen them when they've been tested by some of the better offenses in the National Football League where they have been absolutely blitzed. You can see what a guy like Justin Jefferson did to them uh, on that day. Thanksgiving Day matchup. You know, the list goes on of better offenses they have faced and ultimately crumbling in front of them. So now you get the Cincinnati Bengals, who I think are just right now kind of this machine that are just churning out wins and covers. And I'll lay a similar number like they were against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And the other part of this, Jimmy, you mentioned it. Look, this is just a really poor coach team for New England. Go back to that goal line sequence that they had, right, against the Raiders, where they have a touchdown, and yet it's called off of the board. Why? Because of a timeout that was called from the sideline. They have another touchdown down but that's called off why because of a false start and they ultimately have to settle for a field goal in that situation whatever happened at the end of the game against the las vegas raiders this offense is not being maximized and the Bengals, to give them some credit they are top half of the league defensively in terms of epa per play they're closer to the middle of the pack than they are to the top but they're good enough defensively i think to match up with this new england patriots offense that is extremely mundane so uh, it's simplistic to me but i think when you find these teams that have either been undervalued by the market or continuing to churn out some positive results there's no reason why you shouldn't just continue to go back to the well until you get burned here and i'll just do it again with cincinnati all right no no doubt and when people talk about the last play and of course there's a ton of reason why we've never seen a play like that never seen a team try and do the go with the lateral play when they weren't losing on the last play of regulation but yeah that, that that where mac jones just seemed like he was impatient you know, didn't allow his team to set up for a full second, and that negated yep. that touchdown where they had to move back and force to kick the field goal, leaving points on the board. It's been a it's been a low football IQ season for a, a, a franchise and under a coach that they've excelled in this. They've flat out beaten teams, you know, because they've just outsmarted them a, a lot of times. It has not been the case, as we know. And as far as if you're wondering if the the Jones brothers, Mac and Chandler, who's the older one. I think it's Chandler. So he definitely big brother him on, yeah. on that play. Boom! Just a, a stiff arm. All right, the big news that broke this week. Well, Philadelphia picked up a game, so basically they have clinched uh, the NFC East. Dallas, because they had a better – they would have had a better division record if they beat Philadelphia because they're undefeated against the East and Washington beat Philadelphia. They kind of controlled that tiebreaker, which made it interesting. Well, that's out the water – with the Eagles holding on against Chicago and Jacksonville coming from 17 down against Dallas. Jalen Hurts, they take precaution now. They will sit him out. Will it be one week? Will it be two games? Will it be three games? We'll see. But I can tell you one thing, completely different backup in Gardner Minshew, 
but he gets the ball out of his hands. He is really, really sharp. Look at his um, historical numbers as well, yep. playing with a weak supporting cast. Now he's got these weapons. This line has gone crazy from minus one and a half for two, where it opened up, all the way up to five and a half. It actually hit six for a little bit. It's at five and a half right now. I'm not sure if this thing's not done climbing. I don't think it'll get to that magical number of seven, or if it does, it'll be get back, uh, bet back down immediately to six and a half. But uh, Dallas now five and a half as we do this recording at Bet Rivers over the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, and, and so I think because this has been a topic of conversation, right? Like, hey, you know, plug Gardner Minshew and this Eagles team is still pretty good. And, and I think that's just, that's true to a certain extent. And this is not one of those conversations where I want to say Jalen Hurts is not worth it because Hurts adds a different dynamic, right? Him as an athlete, we saw it against Chicago. He's a fantastic runner. He had, what, three rushing touchdowns, if I remember correctly, two against Chicago this last weekend. He, he adds a different dynamic to this offense. Playing in Philadelphia here, Jimmy, is to me more about the system for Philadelphia. This is still an offense that is loaded with skill position players that are freaking awesome, right? From AJ Green, Devonta Smith, Miles Sanders. Like, there's a lot going on here with this offense that I think can really work. And Gardner Minshew doesn't really have to do that much. And on the other end, you get a Dallas Cowboys defense, which has shown, right, some issues and some cracks. Trevor Lawrence with a really quick hitting passing attack ultimately started having some success in the second half against the Dallas Cowboys. On the other end, Dak Prescott now has a turnover-worthy play problem. Prescott has been putting the ball in danger now consistently over the last three or four weeks, and that has really led them to some of these disappointing results that we have seen now. And so I think when we're talking about the, the market really freaking out and getting to, as you mentioned, as high as six, now five and a half, I'm just, just going to buy low here on Philadelphia. I still believe in this team in terms of their offensive scheme. They're a really good pass rushing team. They can get after Dak Prescott. Their weakness is against the run, and you can foresee a scenario in which Zeke Elliott and Tony Pollard go in and have a really strong game. But I still think that this offense can test the secondary and score at a pretty high rate. So I would say it's a bit, I'm going to buy low. And I would think, too, from a prop standpoint, looking at guys like Miles Sanders and others to have a really good game on the ground against Dallas would be something worth looking at as well. We have seen some strong rushing attacks like the Green Bay Packers go in there and have success against Dallas on the ground. So I think that this is just one where it's worth buying low here. I think the market sometimes tends to overreact to a certain extent and really bake in the absence of some of these guys. This is still a really skilled Philadelphia offense that I think Gardner Minshew, they're just going to put him in the driver's seat and say, look, man, just let off the brake and just cruise down and we'll take care of the rest of this. And I think they can certainly stay within this number. I agree with everything you said, uh, JV, and I like Philadelphia here as well. I don't think this is done going up. I would, I would take it at six uh, to be safe. Um, yep. But the, um, my best two wide receiver tandem is at Miami and Hill and Waddle. Okay, and you saw what Waddle did too. I mean, they're, they're almost like clones I mean, when he turned up yep. the gas in that touchdown against Buffalo. Philadelphia the, and Brown and, and Smith, I got them right behind them. But I do think that, and, and T. Higgins and Chase are not far behind as well. They're, they're, what and what? That's okay. I can listen to an argument for any of those three groups. But who has the next best tight end and running back with Goddard and Sanders? Which I think is Philadelphia. Yeah, I would say so. I think that would probably be the case. Uh, and now, here's the thing. They actually have to give Sanders the ball. It was weird in that Chicago game. He, Sanders got his first carry like halfway through the second quarter which I thought he was actually hurt for a while, but that ultimately wasn't the case. I think he finished with 11 total carries. So it was an odd game plan against Chicago that ultimately got hurt, Hurts hurt, right? Like, that's why he injured his shoulder. It was on when he get drove to the ground. He took a lot of punishment in that game. But I, I would say that, yes, I, I would agree with that. It's just that we'll see if Sirianni is actually going to start to get him involved, which I would think he is given the situation with this quarterback. Right at 120 design runs this season for Jalen Hurts, yep. uh, about 185 hits 
that he has taken. Now, he is built like a running back. I mean, his squat numbers at Alabama are historic, and that's why they don't mind just getting behind him on that that bush push on uh, short yardage uh, as well. But, I mean, nobody is built to take uh, that many hits at the quarterback position. So, hey, uh, player prop, Miles Hint, those carries are going up. Uh, this week, uh, yep. you can you can book it uh, there. Those guys are prepared uh, to take those hits more. So Philadelphia plus five and a half. I'm uh, on that with JVT as well. All right, let's get to the teasers, and we tease it over those magic numbers of three and seven. San Francisco is minus eight at home against Washington. We'll tease. I'm sorry, <clears throat> minus seven at home against Washington. We'll tease that one down to one. And the Rams are catching two at home against Denver. They are, we're going to tease that one to plus eight. Rams, San Francisco, NFC West teaser here. Yeah, and you get really, it's it fits all of the parameters you want, right? So you get through those key numbers for both sides. You also have two games at which the totals are under 40 points. So that fits those parameters as well. Helps you out in teaser Canada, uh, you know, to territory. So I think to start with San Francisco, Jimmy, Brock Purdy's been fine. He has been good. He's been solid, but he has not been tremendous. And I'm not sure if I trust him to cover a really big number like this against a Washington Commanders defense, which has been playing really phenomenal football to this point, keeping their team in games, despite, I will say this, despite Tyler. Taylor Henneke, because uh, Taylor Henneke has not played very well. If you look at his PFF numbers, he has been putting the ball in danger. He had another interception that was dropped in that game on Sunday night against the New York Giants. Just blatant bad interception that was ultimately ended up on the ground. So I'm going to play this just against the fact that we have two subpar quarterbacks in a low-scoring game. Not sure San Francisco is going to be able to cover this number, but I think defensively they're going to have plenty for Henneke and the uh, Washington Commanders to keep them down. And Shanahan, if we're talking about edges here, is going to scheme up a good enough offense to at least get them a victory. So if you're talking about just winning this thing by two or more points, I think that's perfectly something that the uh, the, uh, 49ers are capable of. So I think that's worth teasing it down. And on the other end, look, through the first couple of games now, this Los Angeles Rams team, the last couple, uh, has looked relatively competent. But this is more about playing against Denver. To, To trust Denver... To come in, if it's pretty simple, Jimmy. If I'm going to lose by nine or more points to the Denver Broncos, uh, I'm willing to take that on the chin. <laughs> I think teasing this thing up to that point where you're talking about the L.A. Rams, the much more friendlier confines at home. Defensively, they've been playing better. If they start to get a little bit healthier, not so much Aaron Donald, but some other key positions. They've been beat up at the corner position. Uh, Brian Allen, their center, went down with an injury like the third play yesterday uh, against the Green Bay Packers. Hopefully he can be healthy going forward. Regardless, I just think that if we're talking about the Broncos and asking them to beat you by nine or more points, I'm willing to take that risk here with the L.A. Rams, who have been putting forth some relatively solid efforts against a Broncos team that, just like them, has really nothing to play for. Does it? Uh, does it? Uh, is it definitely a rip and fade here, or if Wilson comes back or is announcing, does that affect this pick? I don't think so. I think when you look at the way that Rippon, the, the key difference between Rippon and Wilson, because I don't think there's a power rating difference at all at this point right now, uh, it's that Wilson tends to not put the ball in danger as much as Rippon does, right? Turnover-worthy play rate-wise, right. uh, Wilson has been much better. It's actually been why, why it's been so shocking they've been so bad. It's not like he's committing turnovers left and right. They're just bad, right? He's just not playing good quarterback right now. So I would say that at this point, from a power rating standpoint, I don't think there's really any difference, and I don't think I'll get burned if it is going to be Russell Wilson. Yeah, and uh, boy, the thing about this one too, you got to look at that uh, that total in that game because I mean, thirty six and a half. This is the yep. this is the year of the NFL total in the thirties, huh, JVT? I mean, it's yep. it's commonplace now. But man, this Denver team is it now eleven and two? No, twelve and two uh, to the under. I think with another I, under game uh, with them yeah. against Arizona. So, and if you watch the games, it's not even like. 
it's not even much of a, a factor. They're good on defense. They are good. Now, McSorley, oh, okay. No, that's that helps uh, things a lot when he comes into the game uh, for Colt McCoy. So, all right, let's keep it going uh, for this uh, holiday weekend. Uh, Cincinnati minus three and a half at New England. Philadelphia plus five and a half uh, at Dallas. I'm on that one as well. And another teaser this week, we're going to go San Francisco and the Rams. San Francisco minus one, Rams plus eight. Little NFC West teaser there. Merry Christmas, JVT, to you and yours, the little one especially. So uh, have fun uh, with that uh, for this Christmas this weekend. Let's get some more winners. 3-0 and last week. Let's keep it up. For Jonathan Von Tobel of Eason, I'm Jimmy Ott on the Sports Betters Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network.